What is up, you guys? Welcome to another edition of Controversial Thoughts. As July the 4th approaches, I wanted to riff a little bit today on censorship. And I don't know if talking about censorship will get me censored on YouTube and Instagram, but I wanted to talk a little bit about this because everybody's going to shout from the hills, freedom, freedom. That's what makes America great. That's what July the 4th is about. I agree with it. Proud to be a citizen of the United States, provided me with an incredible upbringing and a lot of freedoms that I enjoyed that we take for granted as Americans. As many of you know, I spend part of my time during the year in Costa Rica, and there's a real contrast between the two countries in many ways, but the, the thing that's valuable to us as Americans is freedom. That's huge, it's hugely important. And though many of the social media platforms that we exist upon, whether you're watching this on YouTube or Instagram, they're owned by other people, they're owned by businesses, right? Which means that we can't speak our minds freely anymore. And I accept that. I'm willing to accept that trade. That's a trade that we've all made when we've chosen to be posting our stuff on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook for that matter. But really who uses Facebook now anyway? But in all of these places, there are these community guidelines which are determined by who knows who, not the community. It's a complete misnomer. There's no community determining the community guidelines. It's a business guideline from YouTube, probably connected with funding, advertisers, et cetera. And it's pretty clear that on Facebook, Instagram, they're both owned by Zuckerberg or Emperor Zuckerberg, perhaps we should say. That's obviously tongue in cheek. Or YouTube, there is no tolerance of anything that goes against mainstream narratives of COVID or mainstream narratives of vaccination. And I don't wanna get into details of that today, but I will talk about the things that I've posted and other people have posted that have been censored. But I wanted to start with a quote that one of my friends sent me, which I thought was pretty darn appropriate for this moment, which is when you tear out a man's tongue, you are not proving him a liar. You are only telling the world that you fear what he might say. And you know, Joe Rogan did an awesome podcast with Ira um, Glazer, I believe, from the ACLU, previous head of the ACLU, and they were talking about censorship. And I think it's always a slippery slope. Once you've determined something is hate speech or something is racist, once you determine one person is going to be censored, they come for you next. The antidote to bad speech is not removing the bad speech. It's more good speech. And so I think that if we really believe in freedom of speech, we can't censor anything. This gets into deeper conversations about hate speech, racist speech, violence inciting speech. But I think it's all a very slippery slope. Who's to say that tomorrow we won't be censored for talking about meat when the current administration decides that meat is destroying the ozone or harming the planet because of the environment? And this is all things we know to be untrue. But what if they make community guidelines that Facebook and Instagram are going to enforce because they're left-leaning? Uh, and this is not to say that I have political views that are left or right, I'm pretty middle of the road. But if a left-leaning position is that cows are destroying the environment because of their methane, and we know that to be debated widely and completely incontrovertible when considered uh, in arguments of regenerative agriculture being completely incontrovertible and obviating any concern about cows in the environment, or furthermore, Bitcoin in the environment, got a whole podcast on Bitcoin coming soon. Who's to say we can't talk about that next? So for right now, it's COVID, 
and vaccines. Those are the things we can't talk about. And if you heard Joe Rogan, again, props to Joe, with Brett Weinstein, Pierre Corey, who's a physician, talking about ivermectin, which has essentially become a bad word on Joe's podcast recently, you'll hear that even Merck, the drug company that makes ivermectin, has been not wanting to talk about ivermectin because they have another drug for COVID coming out. It just makes you wonder. You just have to suspect if the pharmaceutical companies aren't just entirely driven by money here. Is it just possible? Let's just consider this. And saying this might get this video censored from YouTube and removed from Instagram, we'll see. But I'm just offering an opinion here. I'm asking a question. And I will challenge the pharmaceutical companies to prove me wrong. Is it just possible that all of this vaccine censorship and all of these strict regulations on what you can say about ivermectin are driven by ultimate pharmaceutical profits? What a tragedy that would be if in 100 years, that's the reality. Or what a bigger tragedy in 100 years if we don't even know that's the truth because that truth was buried. One of the things that Pierre Corey or Brett Weinstein said on Joe Rogan's podcast was, politicians never admit they're wrong. They just wait for people to forget. And this is so true. I look back on COVID over the last year and I think about all the things that many of us were right about. Myself and Ivor and other people I've talked to. Lockdowns not being effective. Masks probably not being that effective. Nutrition, metabolic health being the main driver. And yet we're encouraging people and saying it's okay to eat junk food. We're not giving any advice in the mainstream to lose weight or how you might lose weight in any way, shape or form. We're restricting people to stay in their homes, locked down, we're closing parks. We're not allowing people to get vitamin D outside naturally in the real way. All these things we pretty much know to be true at this point, that obesity is the biggest risk factor for COVID-19 severity, that metabolic health is intimately connected with the quality of the food we eat, that vitamin D deficiency is a massive driver of severe COVID. And in retrospect, don't you think that we should look back and go, man, we really messed up. The things that we were told in the beginning of this pandemic were absurd and certainly costable lives. Locking people in their homes, this was never the way to do it. Never, ever the way to do it. But again, that's a podcast for a different day. This podcast is mostly about censorship and mostly about the fact that I'm beginning to be censored because I'm talking about this stuff too. And of course, people on Instagram will scream, stay in your lane, talk about health and nutrition, talk about food. To them, I say, go fuck yourself. You know, I'm not going to stay in my lane. I don't want to stay in my lane. People who stay in their lane are boring. I'm going to think about things and I'm going to share ideas. And I've been thinking about human health. That's how I got interested in carnivore diets and animal-based diets. And so, of course, I'm going to be thinking about what we can do to improve our health and how we should be responding to things like COVID. This is all connected with human health. And even Bitcoin is connected with human health, as you'll hear in the future podcast with Safety Dean coming out. But I don't like staying in my lane. And I think we should be able to challenge the mainstream. And in all of my conversations about the vaccine, I think I've been pretty middle of the road. I've said that I respect anyone's right to take the vaccine. And I will support you if you choose to get the vaccine or if you choose to refuse the vaccine. But I think that it's probably your right as a human to be able to refuse the vaccine. And everything going on now with people being urged, basically cajoled, like forced, <laughs> bribed to taking the vaccine, a million dollar lottery for vaccine takers? What the heck? You're giving out ice cream to kids in Canada if they get the vaccine? This is just criminal. This is just criminal. And that connected with the silencing of reports of any potential side effect. This is crazy. 
This is not the way we live in our country, guys. This is not what freedom is about. This is not what July the 4th is about. This is not what our country is about. And yet these are private platforms. So what do we do? I think it means most of us move elsewhere. Although now they've become ingrained in our consciousness, it's hard to move elsewhere. But I think we need to be considering where we talk about things freely. Where can we actually have free conversation? Because we need to be able to ask questions. What if the vaccine is causing myocarditis in young kids? And yeah, that might hurt the pharmaceutical company's bottom line, but are we gonna know this story in a hundred years? Or is this gonna be wiped from the history books? We usually say victors write history. Well, is it just the fact that the multinational corporations are writing history today? What are our kids gonna know about COVID? What story are they gonna hear about COVID in 50 years? Are people who are asking questions actually going to be able to ask these questions? Or are we just gonna be silenced? I'm not saying that we should completely scrap the vaccine. I definitely think it will help some people, but we need to admit that what if it hurts people? Can't we ask those questions? Can't we say, what if there's a better alternative? What if that's ivermectin? Nobody is saying, don't take the vaccine, just take ivermectin. Nobody is saying, don't take the vaccine, just change your diet. But for a lot of people, maybe you can do a risk calculation and decide for yourself what you want to do. You have sovereignty over your body, especially when potential side effects of this vaccine are being downplayed and being silenced. But when on YouTube, we can't talk about potential vaccine side effects. When on Instagram, we can't talk about the fact that maybe it has side effects or maybe there's other drugs that might be safer, that might be worth considering, maybe because they affect the pharmaceutical company's bottom line. Should we be able to ask questions about this? Again, these are private platforms. They can do what they want, but it makes me wonder who is writing community guidelines? Who are we supporting by being on these platforms? It's just crazy. I don't know if my YouTube is gonna get a strike for this. I've already got one or two from a previous podcast that it was Ben Lynch talking about glutathione and COVID. That one got struck down by YouTube. I'm not allowed to talk about that on YouTube. Maybe now I can, we'll see. I've got at least two strikes on Instagram for talking about vitamin D and COVID and saying that I was gonna make a personal choice regarding the COVID vaccination. I don't know, maybe this will be the last straw. Instagram will delete my account because of this video. Who knows, we'll see. I don't think they should because I'm not really saying anything that that's crazy. I'm not inciting violence. I'm just asking questions. Doesn't everyone want that? Doesn't everyone want us to be able to ask questions? To be able to actually rationally arrive at a decision? It's scary. Why is there so much fear around vaccine hesitancy? Why are we not allowed to think for ourselves? And yes, it's completely possible that through all of this, we will do our due diligence, right? We will do these things that are so important. And we may decide, hey, you know what? The vaccine really is safe. The vaccine really is helping people. But we have to be able to ask those questions. We must. We must. And if voices like mine and others are silenced, oof, it's a scary world. But not necessarily, because there are other platforms we can go to. Instagram doesn't rule the world. Facebook doesn't rule the world. YouTube doesn't rule the world. It just requires a little bit of inertia on all of our parts to migrate to platforms, hopefully funded by cryptocurrencies or something like Bitcoin, which allows these platforms to exist. I know Twitter is talking about something called Blue Sky, which is going to have no advertisers and no censorship. We'll see if it happens. We need something like that for YouTube. We need something to replace Instagram. In the interim, the best I can think is newsletters and email lists. If you guys are not subscribed to my email list, I recommend that you do that. 
It's censorship free. I don't have to pull any punches. Not every email is going to be full of crazy, you know, things calling out the narrative, but it's where I can speak freely about everything and I'll never be censored there. You can go to heartandsoil.co to sign up. We'll put a link in the uh, description of this video. You can always look on Instagram. I put it in my stories. There's a swipe up link there. But if you just go to heartandsoil.co, there's a subscribe to my newsletter thing. And that's the best way for us to stay in touch. I'm probably going to get on Telegram and figure out some other platforms. There's a lot of people developing platforms that are run by cryptocurrency that are censorship free. And I look forward to that. So all I would say is, as July the 4th approaches, remember your freedom and think about what's happening now with regard to COVID, with regard to your health, with regard to censorship. Just in the last 24 hours, I've noticed that a lot of people can't at mention me on Instagram. And yes, I went to my settings and they say, everyone can at mention me. And I got hundred messages from people saying they couldn't at mention me on Instagram. Whenever I post something really controversial on COVID, I do see the new followers go to zero or go very low. It does look like Instagram might be shadow banning me. I don't know if this is even a real thing or if you can really do it, but it certainly seems like they could penalize you in the algorithm if they wanted to. And I wouldn't doubt it. I've tried no less than 10 times to become verified on Instagram. How many videos do I have to do Instagram? How many books do I have to write? How many times do I have to go on Joe Rogan's podcast? How many shows do I have to go on for you to verify me? Clearly Instagram doesn't want to verify me or my suspicion is Instagram doesn't want to verify me because they don't want to support people who are speaking out against this narrative now. I even emailed directly with a guy at Facebook. He just completely ghosted me and stopped talking to me. So you guys can decide for yourself. I definitely think that there's an underlying narrative that's profit-driven and I'm worried about it because I don't think it's the victors that are going to rewrite history or write history for our kids. I think it's pharmaceutical companies. I think it's multinational corporations. I think it's Mark Zuckerberg. That's fucking scary. Do you guys want Mark Zuckerberg writing history for your kids? I don't. So we got to think, where do we go? What do we do? I think we've got to mobilize the people. Inertia, that sounds very, I don't know, passe or prosaic or something, but I didn't mean it quite that you know, intensely, but I think we're going to have to create some inertia and get people onto better platforms that are easy for people to use without censorship because I don't fucking want Mark Zuckerberg writing history. So anyway, those are my thoughts on censorship, guys. Stay radical. Subscribe to the newsletter if you want the censorship-free version. Hopefully, this video won't get me kicked off Instagram or YouTube, but if it does, you know why.